What a game last night. I, as a Lions fan, my heart is just so happy that I got to see my team go out and get a huge win last night against the reigning defending Kansas City Chiefs. I told you I had a feeling that they could do it, and what do you know, they did. So, we need to talk about this game first. Before we get into the college section of today, of course, we're going to do the picks in the second half of the episode. So, if all you're looking for is some college football talk, it's going to be about the first half of this episode that we're going to break down this game. Um, and then we'll hop into college stuff, what's happening, who's healthy, who are my picks this week, all that fun stuff. Bottom line, we got a good football-filled episode for you, again, to finish out your weekend and get ready to watch some action Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Let's get the episode started right. So we had a great game last night, and I'm so glad I got to be a part of it, just watching it, seeing all of it take place. My team showed out hard. I knew they had a chance. And finally, the Detroit Lions have won a meaningful game in a season in my lifetime, it feels like. So what are some of these big takeaways I'm seeing when it comes to this one? To start things off, when it comes to the game, why certain things happen certain ways? What, what did I see from this game? Well, to start things off, Kansas City, they had some drops last night. They had some rough passes. They had some that hit their players in the hands. Drop passes probably ended up costing them this game. Kadarius Tony had some drops. Uh, I'll be honest, some of these drops are, are unfair on the receivers because Mahomes was being rushed, and it was a ball that might have been a little too high or a little too outside. But bottom line is, Tony had one hit him right in the hands that went to, to the Lions' corner for a pick six. You can't have stuff like that happen. You you argue that if the Chiefs could catch some balls, they end up winning the game. I do think they missed Travis Kelsey a little bit. Um, that definitely showed. I don't. I think he really helped oh, helps open up the middle of the field. The the Chiefs really didn't get a big explosive play down the sideline at all in this game. Something I was afraid that was going to happen and end up costing the Lions in the game. The corners played really well for Detroit. They look much upgraded. I will still say a takeaway that I noticed for Kansas City, it's still running back by committee. Pacheco did not really step up to the point where I thought he solidified himself as the number one back. Edward Solaire had some touches. Jarek McKinnon had some touches. Overall, it is still running back by committee. And then who led in rushing yards for the team? Mahomes. He is still a magician. He can still get out of the pocket. He can fly all over the field. I swear he's like covered in oil. And even though he does not look like he looks about as fast as Peyton Manning running the ball, I'll be honest. He somehow always manages to make people miss, step out of bounds untouched, and always find the first down marker. It drives me nuts. I was losing it all of last night. But again, great performance by Mahomes. The interception did hurt, but honestly, it wasn't Mahomes' fault for that interception. It hit the receiver in the hands, and he just didn't bring it in. That ended up costing the Chiefs with a defensive touchdown for the Lions and a pick six. Overall, this was a this was a fun game to watch, and it was a bit of a defensive matchup in the second half. My takeaways on how Detroit won, the rookies played out. It was very interesting. I was a little confused after night one when it came to the draft for my Detroit Lions, but you know what? Let's look at it. Let's look at the receipts now. Gibbs was arguably the best running weapon on the field last night. Laporta, the tight end. He made big first down catches throughout the night. About three of them, I can remember. How about Branch, rookie corner with a pick six? 
Yes, it it hit the receiver in the hands, but you know what? He had to still bring that ball in. He still had to run it into the end zone. It was it was taking advantage of a good opportunity. And then how about Jack Campbell? Swatting away a pass that would have been a first down, played really good in the run game. The rookies showed out. Not only did every rookie play, every rookie made a big play. You could argue that if any four of them didn't play, the Lions didn't win. And that's how you win football games, drafting young guys that can play big in big moments like this. This wasn't a preseason game where they showed up. This was against the defending Super Bowl champions. When it comes to this game, it was very good on both sides when it comes to the quarterback play. I also look at Jared Goff. He doesn't wow you with the stats here right now. He's not, you know, blowing people away with numbers. But you know what? He sat in a pocket, a very clean pocket throughout the night. He only had one sack. You know what he did? He said, stood in there, got his reads, and made good plays when it mattered the most. The one thing I will always say about Jared Goff, he is a great play-action quarterback. He usually makes great moves. He had the ball coming out of different arm angles as well. I was very impressed with some of the throws he was making throughout the night. Amon Ross St. Brown is still one of my favorite players in all of football right now. He is so tough. I love his energy he brings. You know what? I know you don't want to be cocky, but bringing a swagger, that is what you need. Even, you know, you could be down by three touchdowns, but you have a guy that still thinks he's the man. You need that sometimes because it's hard to find, you know, as a person that's played a lot of sports, for me, sometimes when our team starts getting out of it, I start shutting down. Having I remember having those people, though, that no matter what the score is, they'd still talk the talk. They'd still walk the walk because you know what? They still think that we have a chance at winning. And that energy can bring me back into game sometimes. And I think that's what he can do sometimes with this team. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, the free agent signing, had some big plays. Yeah, he gave up a touchdown in the red zone early. But you know what? He had some good tipped passes. He played well in the run game. I do like his addition to the team. And outside of one pass interference call, I think Cam Sutton had a good night. The best way you can say it is if you're not hearing the corner's name, they're doing a good job. And I only heard him one time last night when he had a pass interference. Other than that, he had a pretty good performance as well for the Lions. This defense looks legit. Aiden Hutchinson didn't get a sack last night, but man, if he didn't have Mahomes running all over the field, I'll say it this way. The Lions are going to be playing Quarterbacks that aren't as mobile throughout the season. Kirk Cousins is a statue back there. The, the, anyone that's a statue, watch out because Hutchinson had Mahomes running all over the field. And while there were some times where Mahomes cooked us with his legs, that's not every quarterback. I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins running for 55 yards. So at the end of the day, I like what Hutchinson's able to do with this team. Overall, my takeaways when it comes to the broadcast Man, I was not having fun listening to the announcers. It, if you were doing a drinking game where you took a shot every time Chris Collinsworth went, and the Chiefs are doing this without Travis Kelsey, you probably had liver failure last night because, my goodness, every single play, man, if Kelsey was there, there's Kelsey on the sidelines. It's not like he died, okay? They were talking about him like he, like he passed away, and he's not that. He has a bone bruise. He'll be back in like two weeks. When it comes to the Lions, I thought it was funny that they talked about how it was a disadvantage that the Chiefs were without Kelsey the whole time. The Lions are missing arguably their most talented receiver, though, in Jamison Williams, a guy who was an absolute speedster on the outside, a deep threat that we did not have last night. Nobody talks about that at all. So if you hear any any talk about how this wasn't a fair game because Kelsey and Chris Jones were out, sorry, nope. 
the Lions were missing their best talented, speedy receiver that's a deep threat. And you know what? They were missing one of their corners as well in Emmanuel Mosley. So there's always injuries. You got to play with who you got. And uh, overall, I thought this was a great performance. Um, Overall, I think both of these teams can play better than they did last night. I think the Lions, especially once they get healthy and get J-Mo, they could be an even more dangerous team. Um, I'm also glad, even though it wasn't a beautiful game offensively, they found a way to win outside. That was the big struggling thing for the Lions last year. Goff really struggled on road games, especially outdoors. You know what he didn't do last night? He made every big throw he needed to help us win the game. Um, Another thing with the broadcast that was absolutely driving me nuts was the right tackle on the Chiefs. Um, I'll see if I can get a name while I'm discussing it, but my goodness, this man. they It it was to the point where even the broadcast acknowledged that this guy was jumping offside every single play, or not offside, um, false starting every single play. Uh, Every time he's moving before the snap, he's lined up two yards behind the center, it looks like. That's giving a huge advantage to the tackle over the pass rusher. He needs to be lined straighter up. He's moving and he's jumping before the ball even gets snapped. I'm losing my mind over this last night. I'm like, there he goes again. Oh my gosh, again. It was driving us to the point where the broadcast brought in their rules analyst. And even he's like, yeah, I don't know why they're not calling this. He's obviously moving his leg. He's jumping before the ball even gets snapped. And he's lined up two yards behind it. Honestly, in my opinion, I was like, man, this NFL script thing might be right. Maybe it's just not our night. And what do you know? They finally called it on the final drive of the game when it mattered most. Thank goodness, because I was so, I was about to be so upset if, if we kept, you know, losing big plays to this guy that kept jumping early. And what do you know? A false start hurt them, that pushed it back to a fourth and twenty-five, and really put some stress on the team, which helped us end up win the game. So. I'm very happy about it. I'm so glad that I got to see the Lions win such a big game. What does it mean for these teams moving forward? Personally, for me, Kansas City, when it comes to their receivers, they struggled. That was a very fluky game when it came to how many dropped passes they had. If they caught those passes, it could look a lot different. There's a lot of third downs, a lot of crucial downs that they had the ball hit them right in the hands and miss. When it comes to missing Kelsey, you can definitely tell that they missed him. I'm not going to beat around the bush there and say, oh, no, this looks like the same team. We beat the champs. No, you you beat a, a very good opponent on the road without their best player. Now, again, it's still a tough win. It was still a great match. I, I thought this was one of the best football games I've seen in recent years. But, again, overall, you know, this team is going to look a lot different when Travis Kelsey comes back. Or... What will this team look like this season if he misses significant time? So that's something we'll have to keep an eye on. Uh, I will also say, doesn't this feel good? Not, not, I'm not saying this is a Lions fan, but doesn't this feel good that we're actually talking about football? I love the fact that this show is now talking about football games, breaking stuff down. I love doing predictions for you guys. I love the fact that I was able to kind of give you reasons why I thought my Lions were going to win this game last night. And they ended up following some of the things that I was talking about. But it's, it's more fun to really discuss what happened and what this means going forward other than just doing predictions and rankings. This feels good. That's why I wanted to get this game out of the way before we go to college football. So um, 
definitely love what happened there. The kicking game did not hurt Detroit. They were able to find the end zone every time they needed a touchdown. And uh, at the end of the day, what really helped Detroit win this game is that score. they scored 14 in the second half, and the Chiefs only scored six. Uh, they did a great job getting stops when they needed, forcing field goals, forcing turnovers. I'm really proud of this team. Moving forward, I think the Chiefs are still the favorite in my eyes to win the AFC West. It might be a little rough when it comes to life without Kelsey. Um, I think that they have some favorable games, though, coming up. They have a bit of a gauntlet short term. They're going to Jacksonville, home against the Bears, and then at the Jets. But again, I don't really like a lot of teams in their division. I don't love the Chargers. I don't love the Broncos. And I don't love the Raiders. I think at worst they go 5-1 and one through that. So I'm not too worried about the Chiefs right now. Overall, uh, for the Lions, their next opponent is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'll say it this way. Uh, I think that this is going to be like, obviously they want this game against Kansas City. But I think this Seattle game is the one that they are going to be ready for. The crowd in Ford Field is going to be nuts. It is already a sold-out game. It's This is the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year and ruined their chances of making a playoff appearance, and they beat them in their home turf last year in an ugly game. So Detroit's going to have this one circled. They're going to want it, and you know what? I'll take the Lions to win next week against the Seahawks. That'll be the, the ending of the recap of this game. Is there anything I missed? What was your takeaways from this game? I would love to truly know them. Again, I'm a bit of a biased Lions fan, so you know I was running around my room giving myself fist bumps last night. I want to know what you guys think about this game. I will be putting posts all out. I've already made some fun posts on my Facebook page. If you want to reach out there and and just you know hit me up, say hey, you know I noticed this about the game last night, or what do you think about this last night? I would love to talk with you guys. Comment me on Spotify. Comment me on my Facebook page. I would love to know what your thoughts are. I thought this was a really really good game, and it just gets me more excited for a good NFL Sunday weekend. All right, it is on to college. We got college football games all throughout Saturday, and I have picks for you. So now I am doing the ESPN Pigskin College Pick'em. So they pre-select 10 games. Uh, so I will be doing those ones. So if there's a game I'm missing and you're like, why aren't you talking about my favorite team? I'll tell you why. It's not. It's because they're not on the list. Okay. If you if you're a local listener, I'm from Michigan, Big Ten country. If you want to know my local picks, I will be taking the Spartans. I'll be taking the the Michigan Wolverines, and I'll be taking the Ohio State Buckeyes. That's pretty easy for me. Uh, they're all playing cupcakes, so might as well just say, yeah, they're they're gonna be fine. Um, I went seven and three last week in the college football pickums. My wrong ones were the Purdue Boilermakers, uh, TCU getting upset by Coach Prime, and then the last one was Army losing to UL Monroe. So, this week, the first game that we are going to be picking, I'm taking the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame over NC State. I haven't gotten a chance to watch a lot of NC State, but I'll be honest, I'm watching this Irish team, and I am liking them a little more every single week. I think Sam Hartman is finally the quarterback that the Irish have needed to at least be a contender for a playoff spot. They've had just random average guys. They had Jack Cohn, the transfer a couple of years ago last year. It was just a quarterback battle throughout the year and they had some injuries. I like this 
team. I think Hartman's a really good quarterback, and I think that'll be the difference in this game against the Wolfpack. Now, the Irish are picked by 97% of uh, selections right now. I don't think that it should be that close. As of right now, they are a minus 333 favorite for sports betters, if that's something you like doing. Um, I think it'll be a closer game than a 97% chance of victory, but I, I do think it's a safe pick to pick them. On to the next one, Utah Utes at the Baylor Bears. Um, this could go one of two ways. I will be picking Utah. That's an easy pick for me. I love this Utah team. Um, honestly, they're probably my favorite to win the Pac-12 as of right now. I I love Utah. For some, They remind me of those hard-nosed Michigan State teams I used to cheer for uh, as a kid growing up. So I love this Utah team. I love the thought of Cam Rising coming out, playing well if he's healthy by now. Um, I'll take them easily over the Baylor Bears, even if they have the backup. Uh, Baylor had a hard, depressing loss against Texas State or Texas Southern. It's a team they shouldn't have lost to, let's be honest here. Uh, Baylor had some expectations of potentially being an okay program, uh, especially with their coach who's been there for a few years now. Um, yeah, this is a Utah selection, and I think this is a pretty safe pick. Um, next one, we got the Nebraska Cornhuskers and the Colorado Buffaloes. We have two big name programs going two complete differently, uh, completely different directions right now. Nebraska. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. What could I say about them? They find ways to lose yet to be invented. Um, they almost had it as a wrap against Minnesota last uh, two weeks ago or last week. And they, they found a way to really blow it against them. It, absolutely embarrassing format. I mean, I, I really want to try and hope that Nebraska is something good someday, especially with how bad the big 10 West is, but man, they just looked abysmal. And I don't think that was a great defensive performance by Nebraska. I think their quarterback just sucks uh, or the, by Minnesota. I think, I think, Nebraska's quarterback is just terrible. Um, for the Colorado Buffaloes, I don't love their defense. I think the Nebraska could score maybe 17 to 21 points on them. But at the end of the day, I don't think – I think if it becomes a track meet, especially in Colorado, the first home game for this Buffs team, they're going to win. I'm taking Coach Prime. I'm taking Shadour Sanders, Travis Hunter. They have better athletes than Nebraska. I think this will be a very one-sided affair. Um it seems to be more of a pick em right now in people's eyes when it comes to the betting lines, but 90% of people are picking the Buffaloes. I think that uh, I, I watched that first Nebraska game. Here's a little bit of analysis for me. Uh, their quarterback, he's a mobile guy. He doesn't have a great arm. The only problem with it is, is he has a very bad staring problem. He doesn't scan the field at all. He snaps the ball, stares at his receiver, and then probably throws it two seconds later than he should. It's why he threw interceptions. It's why he the, – the, Huskers could only put up like 10 measly points on Minnesota. It was not a good performance, and there was nothing in that game that made me think that they have a chance against Colorado this week. On to the next one. I'm picking an upset here. I'm taking the Iowa State Cyclones over the Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a rivalry that takes place every single year. Honestly, if the Big Ten added more teams, I thought Iowa State always was going to be a team that they could have added. Uh, that seems like more Big Ten than anything on the West Coast that they've just added, but, you know, I guess we can't have what we want. Um, Iowa. Uh, now they have Cade McNamara, the Michigan quarterback that was in the playoff a couple of years ago. It, they didn't look very great, I'll, I'll be honest. They came into the season as a top 25 team. They won the game, but uh, it didn't look very convincing by any means. They won 24-14 to against a cupcake opponent. 
Iowa, I just worry about their offense every year. They have a good defense, but can they score points? Iowa State, they have had some decent years um, with Matt Campbell. They they really had fallen off the cliff Alaska, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. But I I just like the fact that it's a home game for Iowa State. It's a rivalry game, so you know it's always going to be a little closer than people expect. And honestly, I'm not sold by Iowa's offense. I think it's going to be an Iowa State upset. On to the first ranked matchup on this pick'em list. We got Ole Miss and Tulane Green Wave. So we got a non-Power 5 ranked team in Tulane hosting the Rebels. I think this could be a pretty good one. It's at 3.30. I think I might have picked Tulane if it's a night game. Sounds dumb, but the night games always sell out. The crowds are always loud. The lights are always a little brighter. I'm picking Ole Miss here only because... I just think the talent's a little bit better. I think Tulane got their ranking this year based off of their performance last year, which ended in a USC upset in the bowl game. I don't know if Tulane can do it again this year. If they win this game tonight, expect Tulane to maybe have a Cincinnati or UCF type season where people start putting them in college football playoff conversations because you're a ranked team beating another ranked team. That probably puts you up in the top 15 next week, you would think. So... Winner of this game is going to be getting some more talk about a playoff appearance. Loser of this game, it's pretty much an elimination game. So I'm taking Ole Miss here. I don't love Ole Miss, but I, I feel I worry that Tulane's uh, ranking is more based off of last season than this season. On to the next one. We have two overrated programs that haven't done anything in 30 years. Texas A&M going to the U. I, you know what? I don't like either of these schools either. I don't like Texas A&M. I don't like Miami. I don't believe in either of these teams being real um, conference contenders, playoff contenders, any sort of thing. Jimbo Fisher, I think, has been an absolute fraud in his years at Texas A&M. He brings in a top three recruiting class every year just to go five and seven. Uh, I think he's on the hot seat this year if they don't win something. When it comes to the U. Uh, Miami has really struggled. They were a team with a lot of expectations last year, and Kyle Van Dyke sucks. He just isn't good. Uh, he was supposed to be an NFL prospect, and after like week three, he was already off the of draft boards. I don't like this game at all. I think this will be doing really good for uh, TV because it's two big brands, but I don't like either of these schools. I don't like either of these teams. I don't like either of these coaches. I'll go with the Aggies just because, I mean, uh, I guess talent I think they have a little bit more talent, but I don't even like their quarterback. They haven't been able to bring in a good quarterback the entire time Jimbo Fisher's been at a and On to the matchup of the week, the Texas Longhorns and the Alabama Crimson Tide. If there is a year to, to dethrone Alabama, it's going to be this year. Obviously, Bryce Young is gone. Jalen Milrow comes in. We still don't really know about him. He looked really good in the first week against a, you know, a good, easy cupcake opponent, but the Longhorns are coming in now, and they have some good experience at quarterback. I'll be honest, I wasn't really sold on Texas after their first game of the season. They won handily, but it wasn't amazing by any means. This is a game Texas needs to win. They need it. This is an elimination game here for them. They lose this, they're not going to win. They're not going to go to the playoff. Because if they lose this game, I'm sorry, Alabama now is a playoff contender. And if Alabama's in and Georgia's in, I'm sorry, they're going to put a one-loss Alabama in uh, that beat Texas over a one-loss Texas team that lost to Alabama. So this is a must-win. This is a prove-it game for Steve Sarkeesian. 
I am picking the Crimson Tide in here only because Saban does not lose to his former assistants. And while I actually do like the quarterback at Texas more than I like Milrow at Alabama, um, I just feel like Bama is going to hit them hard. And I think that Bama is going to win this game. And that's not something I thought at the beginning of the year, but I watched the tape on both teams. I got a glimpse of both of those games that, that took place last week. I just like I just like Alabama more in this one. I thought Texas was going to look better against Rice, and I don't think they did. Moving on to the next game, we got the Oregon Duckies going to the Red Raiders of Texas Tech. I'll be honest, I was really on this Texas Tech team at the beginning of the year until they dropped their first game in overtime to an opponent they should not have. This was not a good uh, uh, performance by them. I thought they were going to be 1-0, and honestly... A lot of people thought that they were going to be an under-the-radar team this year, including myself. Therefore, I, for a while, believed that I was going to pick the Red Raiders over the Ducks, but I don't think that's going to be the case now. I like Bo Nix. For those who are big college football fans and know about Bo Nix, though, we also know how he plays on road games. We'll see if he shows up in this one or not. It could be a closer one than people predict. Right now, 97% of people have him on the Ducks. I will be taking the Ducks in this one. Um, I don't think it'll be as close as the 97% of people that feel confident in it again, but I'm taking the Duckies on this one. Moving on to the next one, Boise State hosting UCF. You know what? I'm taking Boise on this one. They fell apart late against the Washington uh, Huskies last week, but you know what? They played pretty hard with them for about the first quarter and a half. UCF is going to be a step down in competition. It's going to be your first home game of the year. I'm taking Boise State, even though they lost their first game. I'm taking them to beat UCF. Our final game of the week, I'm taking the Okie State Cowboys to defeat the Arizona State Sun Devils. Arizona State, yes, they kept the Pac-12 undefeated with their win last week, but oh boy, are they bad. Um, Their recruiting allegations, their new head coach, they are going to be bad this year. And I think this is probably one of the safest picks of the week. Pick Okie State to beat the Sun Devils. Honestly, the, I don't even like Oklahoma State a lot this year, but I still think that they're a much better program than what Arizona State is right now. Don't even care that it's a 10.30 p.m. road game. Pick Okie State. So those are the picks. I'll go through it one more time real quick. I got Notre Dame over NC State, Utah over Baylor, Colorado over Nebraska, Iowa State over Iowa, Ole Miss over Tulane, A&M over Miami, Bama over Longhorns, Oregon over the uh, uh, Red Raiders of Texas Tech, Boise State over UCF, and Oklahoma State over Arizona State. Those are my picks. What are yours? Again, you can play along if you want. You'd be a little late to the party now, but you can still join my Mac Sports College Pick'em group. You'd be a couple picks behind, but you can still see how yours turn out every week, which would always be fun to see. This has been Mac Sports. Enjoy your football-filled weekend. I can't see you. I can't wait to see what we're talking about when we come back on Monday. Is it going to be a crazy play, crazy performance, crazy catch? What's Travis Hunter going to do for Colorado? What are we going to see for the NFL? You remember my picks? If you missed yesterday's episode, I made my NFL picks then because we obviously have a Thursday night game. So overall, pay attention to the picks. See if who's right, who's wrong. I did check our uh, group on uh, NFL pick them, and I saw who picked the Chiefs and who picked the Lions. So, hey. Enjoy your football-filled weekend. Hopefully you have a nice, relaxing time. My name is Max. This has been Max Sports. See ya. Adios.